Welcome to another episode of the Average African Kid Podcast, the AAK. Yeah, um, this is this is me coming to you after the big release on Facebook and Instagram. So if you're listening to this post, that welcome to the community, and we're glad to have you here. If you're listening to this pre that, if you've already been part of this community, thank you for sticking with us, and we continue to go every day. So today, I wanted to address something that I thought would be a perfect theme for this week, and that is stories. Everybody has a story to tell. And the funny thing is that sometimes we don't know how to communicate that story. This is not a how-to guy. This is just me discussing the ideas and the and the concepts behind a story, an individualized story that each one of us carry. And this is me sharing my perspectives on how we can convey that story to the rest of the world and to those who are close to us and who are dear to us. Our lives are a collection of stories. And the reality of the things is that we sometimes miss the highs and the lows in our own journey because we are too busy focusing on other things or other people or there are, I dare say, our weaknesses. For myself, as a prime example, I always focus on the things I'm not really strong at, forgetting the things I'm really good at. I'm going to give you an example of a story that I have in my life that I've had to develop over time. Develop, 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 develop. Same word. Over time. And a story that has really has really shaped who I am. But if I didn't sit down to take note of it, it won't have been as profound as it actually has been. When I went to America for medical school initially, that was a plan to study there before plans changed and back home. I was told by a pre-med advisor that flat out, you can't get into medical school here. Um, it's a waste of money, it's a waste of time, you should just go back home. And that was the first day I met my advisor, my first day on campus. I just went to his office and that's what he told me. I couldn't eat that day. I was really distraught and devastated. But my dad, <laughs> I remember he told me, went, went for dinner, for lunch with mom. She was there too, so three of us. And he was like, if there's just one spot in medical school here for international students, you'll get that spot. And that shaped my journey in college throughout those four, three and a half years. I started studying like crazy. I would be, I would be up on my first week of school. I remember trying to study like I was doing my A-levels. I would study all night and I, I realized that bro, I would get burnt out really quick. So I changed my pace from a sprint to a marathon, started pacing myself, sleeping on time. But I was on point all the way through. And I remember telling myself at one point, I was at a C in my English writing comp class my first semester, and I was like, wow, I tried hard. I couldn't get this A. This is my first semester. What kind of excuse would I tell them? My aunt, when I get back home, I'll be like, okay, yeah, the teacher wasn't really that strong, or my English wasn't really compared to what they wanted me to learn in English school, by the way we speak English. But still, the way they taught English classes in writing is different from the way I learned it. So I have this problem there and there. But I realized to myself, like, I can't make up those excuses for myself. I don't want to tell anybody those excuses. Those are not for me. And I prayed, like, oh, Lord, please make a way. And really it's truly yours truly over the next few weeks in that course god just changed that grade from a c all the way kept growing to a b 
to an A minus. And I talked to my teacher, went to writing sessions in the library, went to meet an extra pair writer who always critiqued and helped better all my papers before I turned them in. So I was putting in the extra effort and extra time and I was showing my teacher these reports and she was like, okay, you're making progress. And I remember doing a killer presentation at the end of a semester, knowing that it was make or break. This was the last chance I had to bump myself up to that A. And I remember being the last one to leave the class that day. And I waited till they all left. And I turned to my teacher and asked her, was that enough? And she smiled and she said, we'll see. So I walked out of the class knowing that I'd done all, all I could to salvage that A, to salvage that 4.0. That's a 4.0 over 4.0. So it's like 100%. I know here we have a 5.0, but some schools use a 4.0 as their grading range. So that's what it was then. And there were times I didn't get all A's, of course. But the reality was that I had learned that the Lord can lead me to where he wants me to be. And I don't have to settle for excuses along the way. So I kept going and I kept applying till I got to the point where I applied to medical school. I took the MCAT examination and I aced the examination on the first try. Granted, I didn't get the highest score possible. I was in the 80th percentile. That was really good for my first try. But I knew that if I really wanted to be really competitive in like the best schools, I'd have to take it again. But I was like, yeah, that took all my mental effort. I strained myself like crazy for that examination. Like, bro, the MCAT takes everything out of you. Those of you who have taken the MCAT understand what I'm talking about. Those of you who haven't might already understand what I'm talking about because that exam drains and sucks all the life you have out of you. And you might say like Nigerian exams are hard, but bro, wait till you see this exam. It's, it's, yeah, it's designed to... Designed to test the limits of the human experience, literally. Of course, there are harder exams after that, but you get my point. But I had given my all in that exam, and I was like, okay, I'm not taking this exam again. I'm going to move forward with this. So I applied, I applied, applied, applied. And I got into a school, and with everything that's going on in the country, with internationals, they didn't want internationals to come in, blah, 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 blah. So it was like, okay, pay everything up front. Like, oh, where, where's the money coming from? That kind of thing. So I was like, okay, no problems. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to work a year. I'm going to reapply later on. And I remember getting the most beautiful letter I've ever gotten in my life. It was a rejection note. Okay, two notes. It was a rejection letter from Harvard and one from John Hopkins because I applied to them in the second cycle. And do you know why that was the, mo the most beautiful letters I've had? Because honestly, those were things that I knew that they were far stretch in the first place. I knew that it's going to be really hard to get into those schools. And I just like, okay, I'm just going to shoot my shot. I'm just going to try it anyway. Whether or not I fail, it doesn't matter to me. One of my aunts quoted uh, someone. I don't know who it was, but if you do, please feel free to point it out to me later on. Um, attempt things that will be impossible to succeed if God does not put his hand in it. And basically, that's what I did. I started attempting things that I knew would were destined to fail if the Lord didn't change the scripts on me. So that's why I applied to those places. I'm like, okay, if there's anything can happen, this could happen. And that's why those letters were really precious to me because it was a rejection, but it was a sign that I actually tried in the first place. So those letters, those rejections, that attempting to go into medical school there, those um, the MCAT exams, all my courses over time, they taught me perseverance. They taught me that I had to build a strong character. And I also learned that although school was important, I didn't need to focus exclusively on my classes. I needed to focus on life, the whole broad picture, the whole perspectives, getting friends, 
meeting people, communicating, having those life experiences that will last me the rest of my life because in the end of the day, the GPA is not what matters, but it's the friends, the relationships, the, the rapport you gain throughout this experience that actually make college and school worth it because no one really remembers what they taught you in your classes. They just remember the feelings you had and you remember your thought process. You learned how to learn, basically. I hope you did at least. Lecture for another day. <laughs> okay, um... So that is a brief um, packaging of a story I have in terms of medical school for me. And you see the way I drafted that for myself. I know you already have these stories. I know that you, every one of you has a story to tell. And I know that some of you might be really good at telling stories. I commend you right there. But I also know some of you might be struggling thinking, that do I really have a story to tell? Do I really have anything in my life that has been so great? You're like, okay, I wish I had his story. I wish I had her story. I wish I had their story. I wish I was that successful story about that kid who, um, okay, let's use, like Van Carson, who was from the slums and all of a sudden he became the world-renowned doctor or I was like um, uh, a famous thoracic surgeon or anybody you can mention you might wish you had their story but you have your story and your story is unique and your story is different like you don't yet realize or you might realize but you don't yet realize how much you have within you how much load has placed within you and the kind of the, the goal of this talk is to kind of stir something up within you that you might go and examine yourself, go look through your life, go look through your circumstances, the things that you have passed through and pick out the key moments in your life, the things that really shaped you, the things that formed you to be who you are right now and are informing you to go where you are called to go next. Come on. I'm No extra charge for that one. That was just for free. I'm giving to you right there. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. In all things, I'm really learning to give thanks. I feel like I'm smoothing the emotional curve. I'm not yet there. I'm not yet perfect. But I am smoothing out my highs and smoothing out my lows. My highs are really high where I know a lot, where I'm feeling like I'm on top of the wall. Everything is going to work in place. And my lows are like, wow, things are just scattering. And I'm learning how to compress everything. It's like compression on sound. So let me give you a free lesson here on sound. Sound is travels in waves audio, audio experts please do not crucify me here this is me attempting to to dumb it down to a level that even i can understand so help me out here sound travels in waves and when you record sound on a, a microphone what you have is a waves multiple waves oscillating up and down up and down up and down when you compress a sound sample what you do is that you take the root mean square you take the the sounds that are too high, the sounds that are too far away in the frequency response ranges, and you basically bring them into the cluster of the other sounds. Basically, like you, you jam-pack most of the sounds together. Let me try and experiment. If you change the tone of my voice right now. So I just trying to change the tone. I kind of compressed my voice, not with an effects, but with my hands right now. I'm changing it back again. So basically, that's what you do with compression. What you do is that you make it a smaller range so the sound is more full and more and more boisterous, more felt, more eminent, basically. And that's what we do with our lives. I'm smoothing out my emotional curve. The highs and the lows, I'm compressing them down that I might see the big picture that the Lord has for me in this time of my life. So let's go into... Um, call to action. What can you do? 
um, or as I like to say, assignments. <laughs> um, you don't have to do them, of course, but it'll be nice if you actually do them. Don't just take note of them. Actually do them. This might actually help. And if you already know how to do these things, write on. So write down some building blocks in your life, some things that have happened in your life that the Lord has done that has shaped you to be where you are. If you're not religious, that doesn't matter. Write building blocks in your life, things that have shaped you to be where you are right now, things that are really important, the highs, things that you're grateful for, people you're grateful for, the experiences, like you got to go um, to ShopRite at one point in time, you got to go to the mall, you got to go to a roller coaster or something, or you got to spend time with family or whatever it is, write them down and keep a record of all these things. Because when things go really down for you, look on these things. They are building blocks to build yourself up to where you want to be. Second thing, write a story about yourself and things that you have learned that have put you to the place where you are and where you are wanting to be. So in this story that you're going to write, it's going to be, it doesn't have to be an essay, it doesn't have to be a novel, it can just be bullet points, it can just be one word, it can just be an idea that reminds you about a story. Write them out, let, let it be plain on paper, let it be plain on digital on your phone, on WhatsApp, whatever you use. And the last thing I would say is share that story with someone else. You have no idea how impactful a story can be on other people around you because we all need encouragement at some point in time or we all need to be encouraged at some point in time. So your story might be an encouragement to others, might be a source of encouragement that they can pour into your life and my life too. So... I just shared one of my stories. Um, please give me feedback on this. Um, send me messages on Instagram or wherever you can contact me at. And just let me know how this story influenced you. Maybe it shared some more light into things that you didn't know. Or maybe just rehash things that you did. And just share your own stories with the world. The world is too big a place. People always say that. Share your stories with a friend with a family member, with someone you trust, with someone who you don't trust, whatever you want to do, just do something. And that is another episode of The Average African Kid about stories. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope this met up to expectations. I hope it exceeded expectations, and next week and the weeks to come, we have some really, really juicy content coming up. They say that a lot, but really, things that are coming up are actually blowing my own mind i can't wait to actually sit down and record them not on not on myself of course interviews and other stuff so blah 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 blah, blah. thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful week ahead god bless <laughs>